This is a GRDC podcast. Everyone likes to be liked. It's human nature. So it's not surprising that farmers are always very interested in how they are perceived by the wider community. The problem is that the news media is really only interested in negative or controversial stories, whether it be about farming, politics, environment or any other topic really. So not surprisingly, farmers can be a bit sensitive to negative media. But what is the real view of farmers by the community? Are farmers liked and are farmers trusted by the broader populace? Most of whom, of course, have probably never met a farmer. Heather Bray is a lecturer in science communication and she spoke recently at the GRDC's Wagga Wagga update about the current public view of farmers. I think if you listen to a lot of media, you get a sense that the community is losing trust in farmers. And I think it's really important to actually have a look at the evidence that we have about that. There's been a number of surveys produced in the last five or so years that show that the community does trust farmers. They are the most trusted actors in the food system. They are generally thought of as contributing a great deal to Australian society. They're always in the top three, along with doctors and scientists, in terms of contributing to Australian society. They are seen as producing clean, safe food in sustainable ways and are looking after the welfare of animals. So that's definitely the perception, that's what the evidence is saying about the community perceptions of farmers. But we also know, on the other hand, that there are issues that the community is concerned about, and that's particularly animal welfare, but also the use of chemicals in food production, be that pesticides or even veterinary medicines, such as antibiotics, and also the environmental impact. So the community is concerned about these things, but farmers specifically are well trusted and well thought of. If you ask that question differently, rather than asking whether they trust farmers, but ask about farming or agriculture, do you think you'd get a different result? Yes, I do. I do think that if you said, what about the agricultural industry, you're going to get a different perspective. And I think that's for a number of things. We do tend to form relationships with individuals rather than organisations. We know that in Australia at the moment, we've become very uh, sceptical of the trustworthiness of our organisations. The Edelman Trust Barometer shows that Australians have lost a lot of trust. And I think there are concerns about the profit motives that industry has, um, the idea that industry is all about profit and cutting corners about animal welfare or environmental impact to make that money. And I think people don't necessarily relate to industry as such, but to farmers. But what we don't know is when people think about farmers, who is that farmer? Are they a grain producer or do they tend to be a dairy farmer? It may well be that grains producers are not really front of mind when people are thinking about farmers. So why is it important that there is this trust for farmers? You mentioned the idea or the the risk of community pressure for change. Is that why it's so important? 
Certainly that's one of the motivators for this interest is this perception that if the community loses trust in agriculture, one of the consequences of that might be increased regulation and increased costs of regulation. And we already know that there's been some attempts to try to reduce that sort of red tape that farmers are going through because of loss of um, productivity. But I think more broadly, trust is important because the other remedy that is often talked about, which is education, isn't actually necessarily going to achieve the results that industry wants. We can't educate everyone to be experts in agriculture. People are experts in other things, you know. I don't want my doctor to know everything about agriculture. I want them to know about doctoring. I don't want teachers, you know. In society, we give each other responsibilities so that we can function as a society. And the idea that, you know, we trust, you know, mechanics and hairdressers to do their job and not take advantage of us, the relationship that exists between producers and non-producers is one of trust where there is a level of uncertainty and risk and that we entrust producers to produce our food in a way that doesn't actually harm us and ideally we want to believe that they have the same concerns and values as us as consumers or community members. Now you mentioned education when you talk about education you talk about educating facts and facts are not necessarily going to win the case are they? So there is a really important place for education in terms of increasing knowledge. Education increases knowledge, we know that. What I'm saying is that increasing knowledge doesn't necessarily change opinion about whether something is right or wrong. Other types of knowledge can come into play. For example, more information about the motivations of people or funding sources and those kinds of things can become really important for establishing trust. But if we use, for example, genetically modified crops as the case in point, we can educate people about the facts of how those GM crops are made. And there's really good evidence that shows that sometimes people actually become more negative the more they know. And again, really, people have other things that they want to be thinking about with their daily lives. They just want to be able to trust that farmers are doing the right thing and that's really where I think trust has become more important than education. Education has an important role for increasing knowledge. We want people to make good choices about food but whether it actually changes people's opinion of farmers or agricultural scientists, there's pretty good evidence that that probably won't. I've always subscribed to the idea that people's perception is more important than uh, their actual facts of the matter. The facts are irrelevant because what's important is their perception. Do you agree with that? Well, I think looking at this as an issue of facts versus perception or science versus pseudoscience is really a false sort of dichotomy. We don't necessarily separate all of those things out when we think about things. Science and new types of knowledge are always going to be filtered through our own values, which were established, you know, in the way we were brought up and the way we think about things. We put people through the same education system and they still vote in different ways, you know, so it's it's not just about that. But... I think realising that there is this connection between the two, that what we value as evidence and how evidence is created and how evidence is used is actually something that does involve social processes and value judgments that are made in terms of whether people think that, well, that's, that's good evidence and no, that's not so good evidence. So farmers have a great amount of capital when it comes to trust. How do we maintain that? And just what is trust in terms of a relationship between two people? Well, we still need to do some research on this, really, if we're looking at agriculture more broadly. There has been some clues in some work that Kieran Moffat from CSIRO did with the egg industry that shows that things like responding to community sentiment and 
being well regulated, the perception that the industry is well regulated, we're really important for trust. So again, that's the idea that the trustee, the organisation that is being trusted has an internal code of conduct and acts accordingly, is predictable, has acted well in the past, that is willing to listen and has our interests at heart. So those sorts of things are really important for trust. If I trust someone, I want to know that they've acted well in the past, that they have my best interests at heart, they're not going to take advantage of me, they're not going to do me harm. Um, so these are the kinds of things that industry can think of in terms of being willing to listen to the community, being transparent about their rules and codes of conduct, calling out rogue behaviour, accepting responsibility, not passing the buck and realising that we're all in this together, this is a problem that we all need to solve actually being trustworthy, not just being seen to be trustworthy. Yes, yes. I think a, a public relations campaign where there's no actual heart behind it is going to be seen as a public relations campaign. But, you know, hand on your heart, open, honest conversation about, well, these are, these are the rules that we play by, this is the, what we think is evidence, what do you think, how are we going to come to some kind of consensus about how we move forward? We're all on this one blue dot, we all eat, how do we actually work out how to make sure it's here for generations? So just looking at the so-called other side of the equation, uh, the activists who perhaps have agitated against uh, different aspects of agriculture in the past, why have they been so successful? I actually think that social media has allowed activists to become very loud voices. Previously, they used to have to go through media gatekeepers in this changing media landscape. They have a direct voice to their audience. And I think it's really important to focus on that idea that media and social media allows people to build audiences. Even traditional media is not about the news, it's about speaking to their audience so that they are actually stakeholders and make money for the advertising. That's how media works. And activists are using that kind of idea of speaking to their audience and using that power to motivate their audience. And I think the role of social media means that those guys are getting really loud voices and that's spilling into the conventional media now with this sort of connection and the idea that social media and conventional media are all connected. So just because the voices are the loudest doesn't necessarily mean that they're representative of the most popular opinion. Again, those surveys show that people generally think that farmers are doing a good job. Those voices are important. They're conversations that have to happen, but are they representative of the broader community? The data suggests no. Heather Bray, who is a lecturer in science communication at the Uni of Western Australia. In today's rapidly changing media and social media environment, it'd be wise not to cash in too much of that respect capital Heather spoke about. Music